and mindset. Did you know mental health universal? But today's guest, she's here to tell us about her story and how she overcame adversities and how she made with her life. Get into this episode. I'm so glad and grateful to be here today with you. So thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. Good to have you on. Um, you know, we met and we did and all of them were doing. Here's your story of where you came from and to now to space of and very, very passionate about mental health. Man, I'm very, very keen on you to share so and can you tell us a little bit about even get to even like, like this in this profession well you know it's just crazy how god takes you on so many different journeys in life uh, originally like i tell everybody when i tell my story when i went to uh, well i graduated from the university of north texas mean green <laughs> and uh, like i tell everybody i actually went to school for business and, um, you know, also when I tell my story, I tell people, if you have a vision or you want to do something like don't let anyone change your mindset, because at one point I wanted to be an elementary teacher and somebody was like, no, you don't want to do that. And so I changed my major. That's how I ended up with business. But then after working in corporate America, God took me on that journey to actually be become a teacher. I got my alternative cert, and I saw things differently. Um, working with middle schoolers, I saw day one that they needed my help beyond what I could offer as a teacher. And so that led me to school counseling. But then I realized as a school counselor, you don't get the counsel. So that's what led me on the journey of mental health, especially uh -huh. during covid and just knowing everything that people were dealing with mentally, I was like, wow, this is big. Like, people really need help. Most definitely. I remember during when my son was um, at home, you they were getting to the transition of that it kind of like really like bothered him. The, the social engagement that he normally had, and he felt like some of the teachers were struggling trying to keep the kids' attention. And class working so, so it's amazing that you read that and saw that it needs to be something of that sort. Yes. So your and I know that you're a challenging. And that's what drew me into you in regards to what you've been through youth and to find that now you're serving that that graphic a bit about was like what was it like for you growing up oh for me growing up um it was a lot i dealt with a lot of mental and physical abuse um it was a lot um you know a lot of times you know people would I'm, well actually i'm from cedar hill um in texas so you know a lot of people think that because you grew up in the suburbs your life is just kind of things are handed to you on uh -huh. a platter 
But that wasn't the reality for me. Um, I had to, you know, be that that sibling. I had to take care of my younger siblings. And it was just a lot. But for me, when I look back at my childhood, it was a lot of dealing with mental and physical abuse. Um, I didn't find out who my biological father was. I knew about him when I was like 12, 13, but I didn't get to meet him until like my sophomore, well, actually it was my junior year in high school. And uh, I'll never forget the day when I found out about him. I was shocked because I had my father that raised me, my stepfather, but I found out at church. And I remember my cousin, I, I said something about, like, that's my dad. And she was like, girl, that's not your daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and, you know, you know, you're torn at that point because you're like, okay, I appreciate, you know, him taking on that role, being my father, but I still deserve the right to know who my father is. And uh, I'll never forget asking my mom. And of course, she didn't tell me the truth. And so I went and did my own research. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, you just in life, you just go through so many different challenges and um you know, I was working a job when I was in high school, and I remember there was a young lady. She said, hey, um, now I know the story on the back end, but she said, hey, she was telling my, my biological dad, she said, there's a girl there. She looks kind of like us. I think that might be our sister. And come to find out, she was right. <laughs> and it was crazy <laughs> that my biological dad literally lived right down the street. Oh where I grew up, um, but never crossed paths, nothing ever. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. Um, growing up and being right down the street from your own, you know, family. So, yeah, how, how did that impact your, after you found that out? And I want to follow up and ask, how did that even like impact your like identity in regards to like, like down, <laughs> you know, in proximity? How did that impact you? It impacts you in so many different ways, um, but I tell him to this day, I understood the situation. Um, he didn't have the ability to be able to be like, to really fight for me like I wish he would have. But you do encounter identity crisis because you're like, okay, all this time I thought <laughs> this was my father and it's not. And you just, you, your mind just spirals. You're like, okay, I would love to know, do I have any siblings? or it's just so much am i like him you wonder like when you're going growing up right. like what parts of me is my father what parts of me is my mom and just different things wow i see your story i could just think about you know what would have been devastating to kind of miss out on that as i see like or don't go and there's lots of like single moms are in this world. Now, what, I, what I'm thinking about, you know, some of these big highlight moments in someone's life, like Sweet 16, like some birthdays, graduating school, all of these, you know, like you want to have, like celebrate your parents and things like that. Did any of that impact you um, as a kid growing up? And did you even Man, I would say I feel like I miss out on a lot because once my biological mom found out that I knew what well, my mom, she found out I knew about my biological dad, she took me out of high school. 
So I didn't get a chance to graduate with my class. And a lot of them were telling me, like, what happened? And I would have been at the top 10% of my class because academics, we didn't play that growing up. <laughs> and so it was devastating because she found out I was, you know, talking to him or, and sneaking the column on the phone once I had his information. And so, you know, she took me out of school. And I just felt like I missed out on so many um, just different opportunities, you know, that you get to encounter when you graduate from high school or, like you said, having those big moments that you can have with both of your parents. So, some kids growing up made some sort of more like resentment, you know, when you're you're going through that, right? Especially when, yeah. when you become much more of an adult. Did you use either culture? Did you use that as well to like fire you up to like pursue in life? For me, I did have some resentment because I feel like at the end of the day, um, as an adult, you should take some responsibility. You know, mm -hmm. it shouldn't be why am I having to suffer for the things that I should already know. But then what he did, it made right. me realize that like with my own daughter and my own children is to make sure that no matter what happens, that they can always have that relationship with their fathers. And so I, I don't want to be the one to get in the middle of that. And if there's something that's in between or a difference that I have with their fathers for us to be able to either work that out or for my children to see that on their own and make their own decision. That's not my job to make that decision to keep them away. So for me, I use this real for the fire to say, OK, I'm going to push forward. not going to allow these situations to stop me from being great and be able to help others. And I think that's what helped me help other students in the classroom when I was working with middle school students and just being able to know, like, OK, know your home life might not be the best. We don't get to pick our parents and our family, That's but true. being able to push through, we we have control over what we do have control in pushing forward. Speaking of push through, so you've been able to uh, session, right? After you've seen what it's like to tell us a little about your business now and how you're making an impact. Yes. Well, actually, it was crazy because I started off with one business name. And really, in my season a month ago, I was like, Lord, I want everything to be in alignment. And so from there, I ended up changing everything to empower you crown up because it has a more much powerful message. Um, mm -hmm. where we know that we can empower our youth and not just the youth, but adults as well. And so with my book, it's been a spinoff. Um, you know, the title of my book is Stop the Drama, Stop Comparing, Focus on You. But it's become a spinoff to really help parents and really allow people to have that self-care and take the time to fill up their cup first. So that way they can be all they can be to their families and just really know how they can communicate, how you know, have that sisterhood with each other. And for our youth, understanding the power of their crown, understanding their self-worth. And it's just been really phenomenal and just being able to help our youth understand themselves because the music they have is not the best. It's not. <laughs> and I realized that they don't have solid, you know, families to show them, like, this is how you should act or carry yourself as a young lady. And so it's really been phenomenal to really just say, hey, you know, moms, come on this self-care retreat, get your life together, uh, which has been amazing for our entrepreneurs and everyone to remove them from their environment and make them take their self-care personal and serious. 
And just really for our teens and youth to be able to know their worth because it starts when they're young. With my book, Stop the Drama, Stop Comparing, Focus on You, this book is about empowering our youth. Um, I, when I wrote this book, it was inspired from me being in the classroom and working with teens, um, predominantly teen girls, and having a daughter of my own. Um, I feel like if I had never gone into the classroom, I would not have been able to handle the challenges with my own children. But it just really gave me a different outlook to know that our children need a solid foundation. And so this book is about empowering, getting them ready for the real world. As we know in life, I wish I would have had someone tell me, hey, you know, do this, do that, or be aware of this, or be mindful of getting connected to these types of people. And so this book is about helping, you know, our youth to really just say, hey, let me make some solid decisions and let me have a solid foundation in life. Let me know, I think about some of the things that and I think about like, where my life was going. And it was not until I got into much more structured and much leadership and people around me that like, truly, truly cared about me that even helped me um, in my life. Um, so I got because I could draw and I could paint. Luckily, like, like people being us in that space. And then once I got into football, I had a really good she like, care of me. Like, doing the right things in school and stuff like that so for you to be able to put out you know a book where anyone could pick up a parent could pick it up and start giving them tips and some guidance i think is truly truly phenomenal i want to now something about being a parent because you've obviously been through stuff now you're not pouring into your own kids what is it like now to be a mom and not to be a man, and, and you also is so you gotta deal with personalities and business. Honestly, the lines get blurred so much, <laughs> and that's what <laughs> led me to really doing the self care retreats because you know when you get in business mindset, you're like. Just go, just go full force. But then things happen, life happens, you know, especially um, having four children, it's always something going on, right? Somebody mm -hmm. needs something, somebody, you know, something. But I will say this, after getting into the mental health field, it has helped me to have better conversations, have more patience with my own children and just in working and dealing with people. It helps me see different and it's like removing the blinders off. And it allows me to realize, okay, you have some things that you're dealing with with your inner child. <laughs> it's <laughs> people, but it helps you realize, like, okay, now I'm gonna look look at this differently from an aspect of where I can help you be better. And so I just feel like now it got it has me in a place of being more patient with people and understanding that adults are really big kids, you know, dealing with that inner child inside of them, and it helps me to be able to communicate better with people. Um, I think it's good and bad though, because you see everything once you become that mental health therapist. It's now you're like, ah, that that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this: for our listeners that's listening, right, and they struggling, there's some parenting things, some mental 
mental health issues and things like that, or they may have a story to yours. What are some practical steps or something you did to your journey? Honestly, it started with my faith because um, I realized I had to really forgive. I had to forgive and let some things go because um, I realized I couldn't move forward just holding on to that anger. And what helped me realize is that people <laughs> that did you wrong, they sleep good at night. You know, they don't want to <laughs> figure this thing out and they they not. And so I had to understand that forgiveness is for me. So really diving into my faith. Um, now more ever than ever, just really having that positive mindset, being intentional about how I start my day. And that's why when people go to my website, they're able to um, download my checklist on 11 ways on how to keep a positive mindset. And so it just gives you 11 tips. It's your checklist, 11 ways you can keep a positive mindset and focusyoursuccess.com. And I'm really big on your mindset because now after I've met so many people and gotten connected to the right resources, that's what they tell you. They have to be intentional, get up early, start their day off right, you know, meditate, spend time with God and really truly be intentional about what they want to take care of or happen in their day. And so that has really helped me a lot and just in saying, okay, I don't want, you know, just being intentional on what I don't want in my life. Um, I'm all mm -hmm. about peace, <laughs> no drama. And so if it's not serving me or it's not adding to the peace, I don't want it. And so really just being intentional on who I have in my corner, who I have in my space, and just really just being intentional with the mindset. I think the mindset is the biggest thing, um, being mindful of what you listen to and just speaking at words of affirmation, because I realized that we have to build ourselves up. And I tell my clients all the time, if someone tells you you're beautiful, you're not going to believe it until you believe it. And so it starts with you telling yourself that you are worthy to have these different yes. things in life and just pushing yourself. And that's what's really helped me is being able to really push through and have that mindset. Well, to that's right. So... You said it is profound to me, repeating it and saying it, and it touches towards and belief. And it sounds like it's strong to where you're at now today in life. Talk to our audience and just share with them maybe some of the things that you've been with and like how God has gotten you through some of those situations. Some of this podcast and their and you know that could be struggling with something. Can you share a little testimony of and he delivered you in transformation? Well, it was so much, but I um hearing you talk when you're saying that what came to my mind was when I was in high school, there was a point where I honestly wanted to take my life. I did. And so it kind of, you know, leads to my role now in helping our youth. Um, being a counselor, when people make statements or say they want to take their life or hurt somebody or somebody's hurting them, I don't take it lightly at all because mm -hmm. you never know. You never know. And so for myself, when I was in high school, I'll never forget, you know, holding the knife really about to go through. 
with that. And I will never, and God puts you in certain situations the way he does for a reason. Like literally the next day we were taking my dad to work. Uh, he was a truck driver. And on the radio, the sermon, the pastor was talking about, you know, people wanting to take their life. And he said, first of all, that's selfish of you. How can you, first of all, take something that you didn't give yourself? You don't have that right. And he talked about how, you know, God really has a purpose for each and every one of us. We might not see it right now, but we keep we keep living and we just keep on this journey of life. God will lead us and direct direct us to our passion. And so I've even realized that with my business, you know, starting out, I thought, honestly, I was just going to be, you know, helping youth and just doing mental health. But God's shown me so many ways that I can help women. And, you know, like matter of fact, Sunday, I was talking about the power of the crown and allowing women to really understand the importance of affirming themselves and just taking time to help lift each other up. You know, we live in a community where we got to do different from what we see on TV, lift right, each right. other up. <laughs> and so through that journey growing up, um, of, you know, I'm so glad I didn't, you know, try to take my life most definitely. But I feel like the reality of it is we've all been there at some point in our life where things, we just don't see the end. And if we keep living and we keep living life and we keep going, we will get there and we'll find our own true happiness. But also understanding that happiness is from within. You know, no one, no, no thing can make you happy. It's you finding your own happiness within. Thank you for that, Brittany. Something just popped into my head. You're the only person that I'm talking to that is fully qualified to help kids, right? And, and this in this stage, all of either comparison or in this world of social media, and it's 2001. When I was doing the research, um, social media led to some signs pointing to depression, suicide. For listening right now, can you just talk a little about when clients come to you prescribe or you try to place? You know, know that with kids, right? So I just wanted to know, you probably hear this all the time, bro. There's some things that's listening right now could take back, take a one podcast and not even know what's going on. Yes. Well, first of all, I would say this as a parent, take them serious if they're saying, you know, things like they want to kill themselves or hurt themselves. Because I talk to a lot of parents who are like, oh, they just playing. Oh, they just use that language. Well, if they are just using that language, we have to redirect the type of language that they are saying. Because our words have power. And a lot of times people don't understand or realize that, you know, you keep saying something, like I tell people all the time, if you keep saying you're going to have a bad day, then you're going to have a bad day. 
So it starts with you helping your child redirect their language, be mindful of what they're watching, um, you know, and sit down and have conversations because with social media, we're always, we're going, 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 you know, now, you know, everyone's having to work multiple jobs just to keep their homes afloat. And so we really have to start taking the time out to sit down and actually communicate and talk to each other. I know a lot of parents are like, okay, well, they won't put the phone down. Well, you have to start making your child do it. <laughs> Even if it's 30 minutes, you know, while you have dinner, you know, we have a rule. I'm like, no, no phones at the table. Um, you want to get attitude? Okay, well, then you're not going to have your phone later on. So then everybody's like, oh, mom, how was your day? You know, <laughs> But you got to find ways to get our kids to talk and just really just really connect with your children because their day is hard, too. Um, you know, it's not like back in the day, you know, where it was like you can't have a bad day. You can't say anything. It's too challenging for you. But we have to understand our youth are dealing with so much with social media, constantly comparing themselves to other people. And it's just it's just something that just happens second nature on top of knowing that now when something happens, it's not like it's just recorded. I mean, that's the end of it like back in the day. Now it's recorded. Yeah. It's posted. They have to relive it. Other students are replaying it over and over over they're in class you know that fight happened it could have happened a month ago and they're still like oh you lost and so it's just it's bad and we have to really acknowledge that this is the time that we are in with our children but having that open communication where they can come and they can talk to you and you know you as a parent taking the time to share some things that you might have gone through and just letting them know that they're not alone on this journey um and just being mindful because our kids there's, you know, with human trafficking, that's a whole nother thing. They don't even know who they're friends with. So we've got to start making sure, normalizing, checking our children's phones, checking their social media, knowing who their friends are, meeting the parents. You know, we got to start doing that. Yeah. Yes. So, since I've been doing this uh, stories, some of the days are good days, and some of the days are like Well, for me, I've had to start doing a check and balance because when things are good, you know, I don't know if y'all remember, um, you know, how you hear about the storms in your life. They say either you're getting ready to go into a storm, you're coming out of a storm or you're in the storm. <laughs> And so when you're not in the storm, you know, you're easy tracking along, you're helping people. But when you're in the middle of the storm, I've found that it's just hard. It is so hard because this person is coming to you. They're coming to me for help. And my job is to help them. And so I've had to learn that I've got to set some balances in place for myself to make sure that I am taking care of me. I'm making sure that I, you know, exercise and just do things that I need to fill up my cup first. So that way I can pour others' cups. Because when you're running on E, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to be a mother. 
hard to be a counselor. It's hard to do anything that you need to do. And so for me, I had to really start checking with myself because in this field of helping people, you're always like, yes, I can do it. I can do it. Overextending yourself. And then when you're running low, you know, you feel like no one's there to pick you up off the ground. Absolutely. So I don't know if you can keep an intro. Can you share a story of how, how maybe and impact that is Oh, yes. Well, definitely in my um, speaking this weekend at Sisterhood, um, just amazing how women came up to me afterwards and shared their stories of how they have to be intentional with their mindset and just setting the tone, taking care of themselves. Because a lot of those women were saying they were overextending themselves. Um, some women shared that because of me, they were able to break away from their own personal relationships because we talked about repeating the cycle. Um, at some point, the cycle has to stop. And it's not until you realize that you're in that cycle <laughs> and it's going to keep yeah. repeating. And so it was just really nice to hear the women come and share, whether it was in front of everyone in the circle or privately, of how they received their courage to take the next step, to say, you know what, I'm not going to keep repeating this cycle. Or to say, you know what, because of you, now I am going to be intentional with the people that I allow into my circle. Because people will drain you if you allow them. And so we talked a lot about how, hey, you're if you're that person that's there for everybody, but when you need help, who's there for you? And a lot of women share that no one shows up when they need it the most. And so it's just being intentional about who you pour into. And I hate to tell people to pour into those who pour into them, but I also tell people to use discernment. So that way you'll know who you who is worth your time and your energy. Yeah, one of the biggest things that I was on my growth journey and just and one of my uh, coaches, he, he said, and I did that. And, and what, what that did was it helped me with what I was doing in my life, with like decision, direction, and destination. Mm -hmm. and, and the big thing that you said is making sure your time is either valuable and quality with you or with the right people that's as much as you're pouring into them but setting the tone i love that i i really like that like once you set the tone and people understand like what your standards are mm -hmm. i mean so i really love that yes. so if we um wrap up and get out of here you have a wealth of knowledge you've been through a of, uh, childhood instances stuff like that can you share with us some practical life lessons that our listeners could take away and start taking action in their lives now today? Well, definitely I tell people to choose you first. What I have learned on this journey of life <laughs> is that we can bend our boundaries and things that we desire to compromise for others. But at the end of the day, we leave our, ourselves not happy. And so this part right here is emotional because I'm still dealing with this now, but it's really about us really setting our boundaries, knowing what our boundaries are and choosing you first, because there are some things that have happened in my life. And I realized those people, they chose themselves. And here I was compromising me 
without, you know, making sure that I was happy. And so we've got to start normalizing, choosing us, you know, filling our cup up first, um, surrounding ourselves with people who bring us life, who bring us joy, um, but also making sure that your faith is so strong that no one can knock you off your course. And so, you know, I'm learning more and more, like I tell my own clients to say no, you know, it's okay to say no, you don't offer it, you don't have to offer anyone an explanation. Because at the end of the day, people don't even care <laughs> about <laughs> you telling them, no, I had the right hair. I got to do this. I got to do this for my kids. You know, they're like, oh, whatever. She said no. You know, and so, you know, it's okay to say no. And so what I've learned throughout my journey is it's okay to say no. Stand up for yourself. You know, set your boundaries. And also understanding that your feelings are valid. You know, I've been around a lot of people who would try to make you feel some type of way for having your feelings. And the reality of it is, is you know what you see, you know what you saw. <laughs> and if you have these feelings, knowing that you are valid and feeling the way that you feel. And going from there. Thank you for sharing those lessons. So what's next for you? Uh, you've accomplished what's on the horizon for me, is really solidifying my self-care retreats. Um, I'm working on some exciting things. Like I just got a um, workbook that just got released on mental inner healing. And I'm just excited about it, that that's going to turn into a whole big thing for women and our teams to be able to do on these self-care retreats. And I'm also working with partnering di with different ladies who are going to do canvases and make it to where women can buy the workbook and have their own little paint and silk. And it's just going to be really nice. So I'm just excited. Yes. So we've been working on a lot of things um, to really just stand out because when it comes to mental health, I know people, more people are talking about it, but it's still a little stigma to it. And so if you can be in the privacy of your own home, get with your girls, y'all work through the workbook, inner healing, uh, allow me to zoom in to, you know, make sure you guys are on the right track. Do you have your fun, how they can have their music, they're sipping <laughs> and their paint. It's just gonna be really nice. And so we're excited. We're getting some things together for Black Friday for that. Um, really trying to take this mental health to the next level where people are prioritizing their mental health and knowing that it's okay if you have a bad day or a bad moment, but to change your thought process so you can be better. Man, I love it. As we get ready to step into the new year, you know, so many people is looking for a transformation know that you're finding a solution um, that's going to help women, help kids. Um, some men might even want to jump on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the plan. You know, so I'm excited. Congratulations on all of you. If there's a way for folks to get in contact with you, how could they so they can email me at imw at focusyoursuccess.com, or they could just go straight to my website. Once they download the checklist, it'll allow them to put in their information as well from there. Absolutely. Well, do you have any last word for our audience? Um, my last words is, you know, live your life, be happy. Don't make anyone make you feel any type of way because you are choosing you first. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you share with a comment. Until next time, God bless. Can't complain at all. Couple dollars in my pocket, no income and go. 
Been working on my body, getting healthier Thank God for clarity